new series this morning, and uh, we are calling it Affectionately Serve with Excellence, and honestly, we've been on a series of series. If you've been following, following and tracking with me, and tracking with us as a church, we're on a series of series of helping us to become fully committed disciples. And so we've we talked about loving God, we've talked about loving people, we've talked about uh, generosity, now we're talking about excellence and how that is a trait, a characteristic of a disciple, that a disciple ought to be a person of excellence. Not only should we do it with uh, excellence, but we ought to do it with the right heart. And so we'll talk about that today, but before we do anything, I want to go ahead and take you to Matthew chapter 28, which has been our, our uh, series, and today specifically I want to, I'm going to be talking about living a life of integrity, living a life of integrity. And the reason I, I say living a life of integrity, one of the definitions of, of excellence is integrity. And so that's what we're going to talk about. Not only is that, uh, does excellence mean integrity, but it also, it also means character or moral excellence. And so we're going to be diving into that and talking about that, not today, but in the future. And then we're going to, it also means courage. Believe it or not, to be a person of excellence, it takes courage. It takes courage to stand out and move forward. It takes courage to, to do those things. So I, I, we're going to talk about that. And then it means commitment. We're going to talk about having fortitude and, and uh, resolve in our, in our life to make sure that we're producing what God wants us to produce out of our life. Uh, we all have potential. Wouldn't it be a waste and isn't it a waste if we don't live out our potential in our life? And really that's what excellence is. is excellence is, is moving up into the realm where God wants us to live in, in every area of our life. So Matthew chapter 28, we'll start in verse 18. It says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So he tells us that we need to we need to be people that are making disciples. And so there's, it's, it's, what's, what it is is uh, going from believing to becoming. Believing to becoming. Believing in Jesus Christ, being born again, to becoming a disciple, to become a fully committed follower of Christ. That is not automatic. It doesn't happen just by chance. It has to be intentional. And it's something that we have to work at. And it's something, honestly, that all of us are still growing in. There's areas that we're doing good in. There's other areas that we're not doing so good in. And it's something that we all need to be, we need to be pressing towards. Paul says, I haven't arrived. The things that, you know, you see all the things that I'm doing in my life and through my life, it's, there's wonderful things happening. He says, but I haven't arrived. He says, but this one thing I do is I leave those things behind behind and I press on to the mark of the high calling of God. And so we need to all press on to be who God wants us to be. Who wants to live a life of average or mediocrity when they have the potential of living a life of greatness? 
I talked to our team this morning, our pastoral team, about uh, being a leader of greatness. And God wants us to be great, great in everything, in every area. He wants great marriages. If you want a great marriage, you're going to have to live a life of excellence. He wants you to be a great Christian. Well, you've got to live a life of excellence to be a great Christian. So there's no condemnation no matter where you're at today because we all have room for growth, every one of us. And so what I want to do is I want to start out with this statement, and it's this. It's not in your notes if you're following along, but here's this statement, is that we affectionately serve with excellence because we love God and we love people. That's our motivation. We do this because we truly do love God. And because we truly do love people. And every one of us are called to a life of excellence. No one exempt. Look at uh, Philippians chapter 1 verse 9. Let's start there. It says, And this I pray, that your love may abound more and more, displaying itself in greater depth, in real knowledge, and in practical insight, so that you may learn to recognize and treasure What is excellent? Identifying the best. Distinguishing moral differences. And that you may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ. Actually living lives that lead others away from sin. Filled with the fruit of righteousness. Living right. Doing the right thing. Which comes through Jesus Christ. To the glory and the praise of God. So that his glory may be both revealed and and recognized. Here's what I take away from this. Many things I can take away, but here's a takeaway that I take away is this, is that God and people deserve our best. God and people deserve our best. Go ahead and put that up. They deserve our best. And uh, we ought to be giving our lives so that people are getting our best and that God gets our best. How many of you agree with that? Your, your, your spouse deserves your best. Your children deserve your best. Your employees, if you're an employer. Your, your boss, if you're employed. Your customers. Your church. The people you're ministering to. The people that you're loving and reaching out to. They deserve your best. Amen. And we all have the ability to do that. We all do. And so that's what we're going to talk about today And and so what I want to do is I want to take you to 1 Peter chapter 2 and I want you to see that every one of us are chosen. Not one, in, one of us are exempt. It says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation, God's own purchased special people. That you may set forth the excellencies, the wonderful deeds and the virtues and perfections. Get this. Of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. God's done that. He says every one of us need to be living a life of excellence. For his glory and for the benefit of other people in and through our life. I don't think many people, probably uh, a lot of people don't recognize how valuable their lives are. If you recognize how valuable your life is and, and could be, I think you would direct it a little bit more intently and purposefully. That you would use your life differently maybe than you are 
possibly and potentially using it today. Every one of us have the the ability to make a life-giving difference in the lives of others. We have the ability to do something great in and through our lives. But many times we're not living on that level because we're not choosing to live a life of excellence. We're compromising. And when you compromise excellence, then you compromise your potential. When you compromise excellence, then you compromise what God can do in and through your life. Every compromise always has a repercussion. It has something that, that, uh, that it, it hinders and stifles and, and prevents from happening in your life when you compromise in your life. Excellence is, is giving your best. Excellence is doing your best. And so what I want to do is I want to talk about excellence today and what it looks like in living this life of integrity. integrity. Number one, it is serving with all of our heart. It's serving with all of our heart. Uh, Colossians chapter 3, let's read this. And honestly, I'm going to use this as our foundation for for today. And and, and though I've shared some scriptures and all of them very powerful, I want to take Colossians 3 that uh, that's going to build my case today on why we should live a life of excellence that's going to produce the potential of God in and through our life. Colossians 3, verse 23 and 24, it says, Whatever you do, I like that. Whatever. Whatever it is that you do, work at it with all your heart. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It deserves all your heart. That's excellence. Excellence is doing it with all your heart. As though you were working for the Lord and not for people. Remember that the Lord will give you as a reward what he has kept for his people. For Christ is the real master you serve. We need to engage our heart in whatever we're doing. You know that you can actually worship God and go through all the motions and your heart be far from him? That the Bible talks about that, that there's people that they worship with their lips, they worship with, uh, they worship with all their actions, but their heart's far from God. And that's a lack of excellence. Excellence is when we're living a life of integrity. Integrity is when we're giving all of our heart towards whatever it is that we're doing. And that we're doing it as unto the Lord. Come on now. How many of you have, are guilty of going and doing something that you didn't like doing and as a result, your heart wasn't in it. You purposely kept your heart out of it. Now, you had the ability to engage your heart, but you just chose not to. You went through the motions and you did it, but you did, your, your heart wasn't in it. All right, and, and note this, too. This I want you to note this. There's things, that, there's things that you like doing, but there's just days that you don't like doing them. You like being married, but there's days you don't want to be married. Amen. Hey, you you like parenting, but there's days that you don't want to parent. You wish you could just you just wish you can unparent somehow. Pull the plug. Go do something else. No responsibility. No kids. Just just go do life. Amen. And there's times, listen, let's all be honest, there's times where we just, we like church, but there's days we don't want to do church. 
Let's be honest. There's, we like ministry. We like the impact. We like the effect that ministry has. But there's days that we just don't want to do it. Can I tell you that even though there's days that you don't want to and there's even things that you don't like doing, if you're supposed to be doing, because all of us have to do things we don't like to do because we've got to do them anyhow. You don't like changing diapers, but you need to change diapers if you have children that are in diapers. Isn't that true? There's just things you got to do that you got to do. Because life demands it. Ministry demands it. Family demands it. Job demands it. God demands it. Grandchildren demand it. It doesn't matter. Whatever it is, there's, just, there's demands on our life that we've got to do. So what do you got to do to walk in integrity, to walk in excellence? You've got to engage your heart, all of your heart. You know, some of you know that. Uh, some of you know that there's things in ministry that are that. Uh, you know, I, I do a lot of things, and and my main responsibility as a pastor is to to feed, to lead, and to equip. I'm to equip the saints for the works of the ministry. But even though I do that, there's still things that I, I occasionally that I need to go do. I, I don't need to do it all, but there are times where maybe leaders or some people, I need to go do it, go go help out. There's things that I do. I don't like doing weddings. I don't like doing funerals. I don't like doing hospital visitations. I've had a, I've had a couple of uh, times where I've, and, and hospitals make me nauseous, typically. And I've had a couple of times where I've literally passed out in the hospital. But I'm going to tell you, when I do it, I go in with all of my heart. I'm fully engaged. I'm fully engaged. I'm not sitting there resisting it, dreading it, uh, or anything. Whoever that family is that I'm ministering to, when I'm doing a funeral, they have all of my heart. I'm walking in integrity. I'm walking in excellence. They're going to get my best. Because if your heart isn't fully engaged, people are not getting your best. God is not getting your best. You and I need to be fully engaged with all of our heart for God to get our best, for people to get our best. Today's not one of those comfortable messages, but it's one of those needful messages. Because there's going to be times in life where you just have to do some things and there's times in life that you like doing things that you just don't want. There's days that you just don't want to do them. But you need to engage your heart and do them anyway. Right? Psalm seventy-eight, seventy-two says this, So he shepherded them according to the integrity of his heart and guided them by the skillfulness of his hands. I don't, I don't think that we'll be skillful in any area if our heart's not fully engaged. I believe also that we'll miss opportunities. I could really preach this whole, this whole message today and just stay stuck on this one point. But really, there is some other areas that I, I just really want to get to because I think we all need to understand that 
these other two areas that I want to down, download in you today. Because it's areas that God's worked in my life. I remember years ago God dealing with me about being fully engaged with my heart. No, no matter what I'm doing, that my heart's to be in it. He dealt with me, and, 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 and then I began to see it in Scripture. Holy Spirit will lead you if you're aware of him. He'll, 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 he'll lead you and guide you. And, and really, honestly, what I'm talking about today is not a bunch of works, though works are important. We're going to talk about that. But I'm talking about actually living out of your heart, living a life from your heart, doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do Amen. with all of your heart. And so, first of all, uh, living a life of integrity is serving with all your heart. Secondly, it's living with all your works, with all of our works. Every, all of our works. So again, Colossians, it says, whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as though you were working for the Lord and not for people. Amen. So we're to do all of our works with all of our heart. So we're serving with all of our works. Giving excellence is really talking about good work ethics. Having good work ethics. It's amazing, amazing the generation that's, uh, and not, it's not talking about, I mean, I'm not talking about this is across the board. I'm, I know that there's some exceptions to the rule, but uh, I, I see an, an, another generation coming up that doesn't know anything about work ethics. I see a lot of, uh, of, 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 of maybe some laziness going on, and, and, uh, and if they don't like it, they don't do it. And, and, and they're, they're getting set up for a life of disappointment. Because life is not about doing everything that we like doing. There's just things that you've got to do. And you've got to, you've got to know how to work. You need, you, I see people's pain threshold. It's not very, it's not very high. And so as a result, any time they experience any kind of pain, they bail or they quit. Instead of pressing forward. And, and let me tell you something, life is painful, relationships are painful, ministry's painful, uh, getting older's painful, <laughs> being young is painful, can I have an amen from over here? It, it's just, it's just painful. And, uh. And man, I learned about this. I learned about the importance of having good work ethics. I, I remember I worked, I, I, I worked for a man uh, when I was young. I, I started working young. I was uh, out on my own very young. And so I started working very, very young. Uh, in my early teens, uh, actually before I was a teenager, I started working. And, and, uh, and I, I worked for this guy and I worked for him for several years. And it was in a service station, and it was a full service back then. In those days, they had full service. And not that back in those days, like I'm real ancient or old, you understand? But it, but it was back in the day when they had full service uh, gas stations, service stations, that many people don't know anything about. But you could go in there, and you could get your 
car hand washed. You can get oil uh, changed. You can get you get your uh, when you filled up, they would fill it up for you. They would uh, w- we would vacuum your car when you got, went in there and put gas in, clean your windshield, all your windows, not just your front window. And uh, and and so we would do full service, and we did that for. Uh, we would we were just the the, the top notch best uh, full service gas station. Again, I was in in uh, started I think when I was twelve years old. Worked through my teenage years in this service station for this man, and he he knew work ethics, and man, he drilled it in us. And I remember we we serviced a lot of the oil company, the oil uh, field, and and they would bring their vehicles in for the weekend. And Saturday, like for us, was huge. It was big day. Lots of car washes, lots of oil services, and so we would do that. And there were times where it would snow or it'd be raining, and we'd have to pull those cars in, and we would have to wash them, and they would get inspected. There would there, no smudges on the window. Everything had to be totally cleaned and it used to tick me off (laughs) because we were going to wheel it right back out into the snow into the mud into the rain and I used and back then I was hot tempered I had uh, I mean I was I was uh, I was not saved Uh, we you know that was the beginning of uh, my drinking ages uh, days and and uh, doing drugs and that type of stuff and and so I used to uh, you know I, I'd get into it with my boss and he was an alcoholic and and we were also best friends and he was like 20 years older than me and and uh, and that type of thing so anyhow he told me this and it's, I still remember it to this day he's not he's no longer on this earth he's he's gone to be with the Lord Amen. but he used to say this all the time. It's it's new dirt. It doesn't matter. And he would use other words, but he would basically say, get it done. It's new dirt. It's new dirt. And it's like, we busted our tail to get these things looking good. Had to It had to pass inspection. And then we'd wheel it back out into the, into the, into, into the elements outside. And I tell you, it was some of the best character building, work ethics building in, in, in my life during that season, even before Christ. And God's used it to this day. And I know that some of you, you, you don't like me being nitpicking on some stuff. And, and I, I like things done. And, 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 but you know what? Work at it is unto the Lord. Give him your best. Do things right because it's the right thing to do. Amen. Just because you can get by doesn't mean that you should do it that way. Right. I was telling our team, we don't want to just do services. We want to do our best when we do services. Amen. We can pull off services, but we don't want to be just ordinary or just average. We want to be extraordinary. We want to be people of greatness. Amen? Amen? And I, I, I called this, this I, I, th- I thought of him as I was preparing this message. I called uh, this man's son uh, this week. And uh, I called him and, hey, I hadn't talked to him in years. And just touched base with him. And, uh, and just asked him what's going on in his life. And he's a, he's a go-getter too. 
And, uh, and, and I'm just here to tell you, God wants us to, he wants us to give our best our, with all of our heart, and then he wants us to work with all of our hands and everything that we have to offer. Titus chapter 2 verse 7 says this, And you yourself must be an example to, uh, to them by doing good works of every kind. Let everything you do reflect the integrity and the, and the seriousness of your teaching. I like that. Let it reflect integrity. How many of you agree that our life ought to reflect integrity? I got to thinking about integrity. If you have a, a, a vehicle that uh, off the showroom floor and you've had it all of your life uh, for, for years and years and years and you've made sure that everything was kept up and everything was just like it was originally, what you're doing is you're keeping the integrity of that vehicle. When you start changing it, when you start adjusting it, when you start doing things to it, you, you take away from the integrity of its original uh, uh, way that it looks. Can I tell you that we're to reflect Jesus here on this earth? And we're to be uh, walking in integrity uh, of how he looks and how he handles himself. I just cannot see Jesus coming and doing anything half-hearted or halfway. I, I think what he does, he works at it with all of his heart, and he does it with all of his hands. Now, you got that? Yeah. Let, me, let me give you this third area that's going to really mess with you, as it messes with me as I prepared it, and as I'm uh, giving it to, to you, it's probably going to mess with me some more. But it's serving with all of our existence, with all of our existence. Again, Colossians says, whatever you do, Work at it with all your heart as though you were working for the Lord, not for people. Remember that the Lord will give you as a reward what he has kept for what, who? His people. Again, we're to reflect the original and he is the original. And if we're going to be a, a people of integrity, we're going to look like him in our life. That doesn't come by chance. It doesn't come automatically and doesn't happen overnight. We've got to grow in this. This is, this is something that we have to grow in. And honestly, what I, what, what, I mean by, what I mean by doing it with all of our existence, I'm talking about walking in integrity in public and in private. I'm talking about when people are watching and when people are not watching. How do you handle yourself? Because if you're compromising in private, I guarantee, I guarantee you you're, you're compromising your excellence. You're compromising your potential. I believe with all my heart, and God, again, one of those areas that God's dealt with me years and years ago, what, what, what you do in private where nobody sees is it's important and if not more important than what's done in public. How are we doing things how are we handling ourselves in, in, in private? How's our discipline? How are, we, how are we doing what we need to do even though nobody else will ever know about it? There's things that I do every day that nobody else will know. I'm growing every stinking day. And every smelly, good smelling day. <laughs> Both. I'm growing... I'm growing with all of my heart. 
I feed myself, I grow every day, every day, every day, every day, every day, every day, because I never want to come empty. I never want to come uh, without something of great value that I'm adding to your life. So we've got to do it with all of our existence. We walk in integrity. We walk in excellence. We do what we're supposed to do, when we're supposed to do it, how we're supposed to do it, and with the right heart in doing it. We're to do it with excellence and integrity. Can I mess with you a little bit? This includes your thinking. What are you sitting there meditating on? What are you allowing go through your mind? What are you allowing to pass through your, your thoughts? You, you can have thoughts. You understand that you're going to have thoughts that are going to come through your thinking. And there are thoughts that you need to bring captive that you don't need to be thinking on, but there are thoughts that you allow there, and you keep. You know you shouldn't be thinking about it, but you keep thinking about it. And those thoughts, they eventually grow grow as as a seed, and they grow into a harvest, and they produce something in your life. Maybe it's thinking about somebody you shouldn't be thinking about. Maybe you're married, and you're thinking about somebody that you shouldn't be thinking about. That's not integrity. That's not excellence. How about your eyes? Things that you watch, things that you see, things that you look at. I know that's a challenge for every one of us. In our marriages, are there things in our marriages that we're doing or not doing? That we should be doing or shouldn't be doing? That's integrity or isn't integrity. What is it in our marriages that we should be doing? How about, how about in our confronting? God dealt with me years ago. He says, he, he dealt with me in my heart that uh, it's integrity for me to confront when I need to confront. And that it lacks, I lack integrity when I don't confront. That I need to talk to, I need to have those hard conversations sometimes with people that I need to have with. And by the way, confrontation always, it doesn't always have to be negative. The only people that make confrontations negative are people. I always say confront with excellence. You know, have the right motive. Have the right heart. Have a heart that, hey, I love you, that's why I'm talking to you. And if they respond wrong, well, that's their, their fault. Is this good or why? Some people, some people have a hard time, a hard time confronting. They'd rather run than confront. Don't run, confront. Because what you run from, eventually you're going to have to face again. How about our hobbies? How about, a, how about our, our, our shopping carts? How many, how many of you ever come out of that grocery store? You're pushing that cart, and then you put your, you put your, your goods in your, in your vehicle, and then you just push that cart somewhere. Oh, you better not. Oh, I hate that. Oh, yeah. If you're guilty, please stand up. No, don't, 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 don't. I'm just joking. Hey, that's not integrity. 
Integrity is taking that cart, pushing it in that place where it says, carts go here. Even picking up trash. Even picking up trash is integrity. Even if it's not your own. And, 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 and don't leave it for somebody else. It's integrity. Our disciplines. Some of us just lack discipline. You, you, you're, 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 you're constantly late. <laughs> oh my gosh. Jesus. Hold on, Heather. I'm fixing to correct that. How about watching your tongue? There's a time to speak and there's a time to be silent. Come on now. Our schedules can't show up on time, can't, can't follow through, our commitments. Oh my gosh, the list just goes on and on and on. Come on now. Hey, I, I, I purposely think about these things. I, God taught me these things years and years ago. I'm sorry I haven't taught on this in a while. But all of us need to hear it. Because where you compromise, you're compromising your potential. You're com- compromising how God can work in your life in the, in the level that he wants to lurk, work in. Some, some people are just compromising in various areas way too much. We, I, I don't know what the Holy Spirit's saying to you. Maybe it's in your money. Maybe it's in your time. Maybe it's in your attitudes. Maybe it's in your actions. Maybe it's in your marriage. Maybe it's in your, you know, your ministry, how you handle ministry. Some people handle ministry like it's not important. It's like, guys, people are making life-giving changes. People, life and death, hell and heaven, decisions. We all make this happen. I, I understand that there's things that can come up, but just not showing up without calling or talking to your leader. I'm not scolding you, I'm helping you because I love you. Okay. <laughs> Daniel chapter 6. I love this. I need to close. It says then, it says, then this Daniel distinguished himself. I love that word distinguished himself. Yeah. Uh, he just set himself apart. There was just something different about Daniel that was different than uh, all the others. He distinguished him to himself above the governors and the satraps because of an excellent spirit that was in him. An excellent spirit. And the king gave, the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm because of an excellent spirit. Excellence will always promote you. Let me give you one last thought. Uh, I, 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 this has been one of my guiding scriptures throughout 
throughout life, my Christian walk, not life because I had a before Christ that I didn't know this truth, but this has been one of those things and that just guides me in my decision-making, what I do, how I lead, how I lead our church, how I lead myself, how I lead our family, how I lead in, in ministry. This is just one of those guiding truths. And it's uh, Proverbs 11.3. The, in, the integrity of the upright will guide them. But the perversity or the crookedness, or the wrongness, if you will, of the unfaithful will destroy them. In other words, when you know to do right and you don't, it's going to destroy some things. When you know to do the right thing, but you, you don't do it, don't kid yourself. You may not see it that moment. You may not see it tomorrow. You may not even see it next week. But somewhere it's going to catch up for you with you. Don't kid yourself. Don't don't think that you're you you you're getting you're getting passed up by any consequences. It, it will it will catch up with you. What you sow, you reap. Amen. We're all sowing every day, every day of our lives. So where do you start? You start with one step at a time. You sow you sow good things right now. From today, forget the past. His mercies are new every morning. Thank God for that. It's received from his mercy, and let's start taking steps right now. Let's do the right thing because it's the right thing to do it, and let's do it because we have a heart for God and because we have a heart for people and because we love God and we love people and people deserve our best and God deserves our best. And as we do that, we're going to experience the best because when we're willing and obedient to, uh, to, to do what God's t- uh, told us, the Bible says we'll eat the best of the land. Amen? Let's pray.